The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. How's it going, Seattle? Welcome to the Como Sports End Zone Podcast. I'm Nico Tamarine alongside my co-host, Najee Moye. Najee, what's going on? Nico, it's the most wonderful time of the year. We can talk about football, and it's April, right? I mean, it's the best of both worlds. It's the best of both worlds. <laughs> it's the best of both worlds. We've got the Mariners playing. We've got the Kraken playing. I mean, things are happening. But, but, but this podcast is about one thing and one thing only, the 2023 NFL draft. Give me chills with that. I mean, <laughs> you like that? That was pretty good, right? I liked it. That was pretty solid. That was pretty solid. There's a lot of picks that the, I mean, the Hawks have a lot of options thanks to a certain Russell Wilson. <laughs> Thank you. And Thank I was you. in Denver last week, and I, like every time I walked by the Broncos Field and Power Stadium, like the Aaron Power Field, I'm like, "Thank you." Thank you. How'd you like Denver, by the way? It was all right. It was my first time. Really? It was it, within the city. It's flatter than I thought. Like you oh, know, yeah. the mountains are more in the distance, but I guess that's normal if you live there. Yeah. Um, cool place. Nice people. Cool place. I've been only once, and it was snowing. Okay. You know, and the airport was weird, as always. But <laughs> but I, I, I compare it to Seattle in that it, the, the vibes are similar. Sure. Not as hilly, but the vibes are similar. There. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we have to give them a big thank you. Um, they, yes. they The Broncos got back into the first round by trading Bradley Chubb. But we have to focus on this Seahawks haul because it is Denver's first and second round pick. Um, so which is number five and then number 37, mm -hmm. the Seahawks have their own first round pick at number 20. That was the difference last year. The first year of the Russell trade, the Hawks number one pick was already gone as part of the Jamal Adams trade. Right. So you just had Denver's pick, which you turned into Charles Cross, who not only started every game at left tackle, but appears to be the guy who's going to protect Gino or whomever down the roads, uh, blind side for years to come. And now you've got all even more capital. You basically have double what you did last year. I mean, and you talk about Charles Cross having that left tackle. Every team's got that 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 guy you want, the Andrew Thomas. Of, I, I told myself I was not going to bring up the Giants once, but this is the one time. <laughs> having the guy who can just, like, be the guy, the protector, the, the blindside protector for your quarterback. As you mentioned, whoever he may be, I think. It will be Geno, obviously. He just got signed. But, I mean, Geno's no spring chicken just yet. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that are happening. There's a lot of good quarterbacks in this draft, and when you pick so high at number five, there's a lot of ways that you can go. And I, I mean, I mean, and you know, yeah, I mean, no one in Seattle, Trader John, is not married to any player, right? Not married to any picks, not married to married to a player, yes, for a couple of years. But I mean, there's a lot of talent out there. There's a lot of talent out there on hey, both sides of the ball. No question, and and you nailed it perfectly, Nash. Is is both sides of the ball, what side of the ball do you do? Because conventional wisdom says you got to go defense right. because the offense looked really good, and when the Hawks were losing last year, it's when their defense wasn't playing so hot. Right. Uh, they weren't getting the pressure up front. Uh, issues in other spots, no question about it, but that defensive interior appears to be the biggest position of need. But at the same time, we've heard John and Pete both say this is a rare opportunity. It's the highest draft pick they've had since they arrived in Seattle. It's crazy. And so when you do have number five, you have to consider taking a guy that you think is truly special. And that's where the offense, more specifically quarterback, comes in. Because, of course, you have Geno Smith starting, you know, at least, you know, the next few years under his contract, maybe beyond. But you can get a guy, you know, my, this is why my mind keeps going to Anthony Richardson. Right. Yeah. yeah because yeah. 
guys like Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, if they're there at five, that's, you know, it maybe changes the game a bit. Yeah. But those are quarterbacks that could conceivably come in and start right away. Mm-hmm. And by year two, almost be like a, a, you know, any of these young guys we've seen out there, like Tua, Joe Burrow, that have become really good players in the NBA, NBA, NFL. And I think hey, that, they could be good at basketball too. We don't they know. They might be. They I might mean, be. You know, you never you know. Uh, <laughs> Julius, Julius Peppers was a great basketball player in North Carolina. Before well, there you go. A defender <laughs> and that's just it. So you go. never know. You never know. But, you know, the luxury the Hawks have is that when you have a, a number five pick, you could take, and this is why I said Anthony Richardson, a guy who has got unlimited athletic ability, but he only started one year at Florida. And conventional wisdom says he's going to need some help. Well, or some time is more specific there. He can sit behind Geno and learn this position and let that Hawks, you know, team and organization really mold him into the best quarterback he could be. You know, you talked about Anthony Richardson, and I watched his pro day in, uh, down in Florida, and honestly, he is a unit. I didn't realize how big he was. Yeah. He's like 6'4", 244, I'm sorry. Um, and he's a big guy, and I saw him last year just in one of the few games he did end up playing. I mean, he did the most ridiculous. I've never seen this play before on the football field. I'm going to describe it to you. As vividly as I can, but I can't. I can. I can't do it without any, with any cursing, so it won't be as vivid. However, I mean, it was within the goal line. He faked the. Um, he dropped back. He was in shotgun. He faked the throw, and there was two defenders within like maybe five feet of him. Faked one guy. The guy jumped in the air. Anthony Richardson spun away from him, and bolted away from the other guy and hit uh, the receiver in the corner for a touchdown. I've never seen that before. I was in. I'm. I'm. Not even a Gator fan. And as you'll see, I'm not even a huge Anthony Richardson fan, sure. really. But that was one of the craziest things I've ever seen on a football field. I've seen him throw six, 60, 70 yards, you know, at the pro day. He's a big, fast guy. He kind of reminds me of Cam Newton, you know. But like you said, he's he he needs some, you know, development. He's only played for that one year after all. I don't – yeah, exactly. He, he, he started one, let's be honest, season that was pretty mediocre as far as Florida's results, and he only completed – 53% of his passes. It's just that he's got so much potential. Yeah. That, you know, here's a better question, Najee. Um, do you think Richardson could be around at number 20? It depends, you know. I mean, it really depends. I think, well, let's, we'll talk about the the quarterbacks. I mean, Carolina's picking number one. Yeah. They obviously need a quarterback. Who's, who do they like? Well, we can talk about Bryce Young. I like Bryce Young. He's also the size of, you know, most small people. I should, I should say. Well, well frame-wise, I mean, he's about yeah, 5'10", yeah. but he's, he has a very small frame. He can make every throw on the field. So he'll, he may go to Carolina first because he has a pedigree who went to Bama. He's a great quarterback, you know. I've heard Houston maybe more leaning towards a defender, maybe, like a Will Anderson, maybe. You know, they could D'Amico D- Ryan's maybe he's taking the best guy available. So if we go down the list, the Cardinals probably won't take a quarterback, you know. So and maybe I've heard Will Levis is loved at four. This is barring any trades, by the way. Sure, Will Levis is a big guy from Kentucky. Um, and he's loved at Indi- in Indianapolis because he's a big guy. You know, he's, yeah. he's like six four, two forty. You know, <clears throat> so then we get to five, and the options that are still on the table is, is Richardson and Stroud. And then what do you do at that point? Yeah. So, but and so if you keep going down, I think Richardson could be still available at twenty. Because the you know the lower you go down, the less likely a team would you know be to pick a quarterback. Um, he could be there. I I, I think the def- I think the Hawks will probably go defense. In the, I think so in the, for the fifth pick. But it's like I don't know who do you who do you think they're gonna go for? I mean, you know, and for that fifth pick, you mentioned Anthony Ray maybe later or 
and then I think that here's the thing: defense being that major position of need, and there is that opportunity to take a quarterback. I'm just so nervous to make any quarterback prediction because it's just the sexy thing to write write about. Remember the 2022 mock drafts that had, you know, Malik Malik Willis, you know, all mm-hmm. these guys, Ritter, all these guys were going in the first round, and, and just about every mock draft. And I right. hate mock drafts. They're fun to read, but they don't mean anything. They don't mean anything. Yeah, and, and they so, change so often. That's just it. And the only quarterback who went in the first round was Kenny Pickett. Yeah. You know, and that who, was a who started a couple games. And he did all right. Yeah, he did he, okay. He was fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I just think there's a little bit of that that, you know, we, we all kind of like see what everybody else is saying. And we can form our own conclusions, of course, but like you see so many other people saying, Oh, quarterback, because it's a fun thing to write about. Right. And and I just think it's, you know, there's gotta be a little bit of caution there. Now, I'll say I think this year's quarterback class is much better than last year's. Yeah, definitely. Um and, and I do think that there there could be as many as four quarterbacks in the top five, but I think there also could be just one or two. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, really, there'll be at least one, definitely. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, but let's see. What are the? I mean, if we're thinking, and I said defender just now. Yeah. One of my favorite players I've talked about this guy on ad nauseum, guys. Ad nauseum. Will Anderson. I love Will Anderson. Love him to death. He's not gonna. He's not gonna be there. Arizona or Houston is gonna take him very quickly. Sure. You know. And then the question is then Jalen Carter. Well, he has a lot of off the field and you know things going on. He didn't. He came into his pro day a little, little heavy. You know, KJ Wright was outspoken about that. Just kind of him just being nine pounds overweight. You know, and not really working out so much. I I like him a lot because he's he's like I mean any member of that Georgia team on defense. Yeah. You can really make a case for them. So there's a lot more question marks, and you don't want to make a, you don't want to make a mispick at five overall. So I I don't know I mean there's a, there's I like Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. Ty, Tyree Wilson is a good option, a freak. but maybe five is too high. I don't know. So, like I said before, you know Trader John is not married to the fifth pick overall. Maybe trading down could be a good option if there's someone that he likes lower down that don't that you don't want to take for that high of a value. You know, but who knows? Honestly, I don't see any way the Hawks could blow this draft. Right. Because there's just too many picks to blow. And 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 who are we to? You know, it's one of those things. They've had some rough drafts in the past. Not last uh, year. Not last year. Though. <laughs> not they, last year. I mean, they nailed it. And so yeah. you'd like to think that, not that you're going to get two basically perfect drafts in a row, mm-hmm. but you'd like to think that, okay, um, they've got a strategy. They know what they want to do. They're no longer kind of, I will say it, limited because they've got Russell Wilson there and they can't really like, you know, they've got this guy who plays his way he plays for better or worse. Right. You know, I mean, I'm talking about the offensive side of the ball, of course. Sure. Yeah. You know, I, I think that I think you got to shore up that defensive interior. Yeah. And I think that becomes Jalen Carter or Tyree Wilson. And I think that Tyree Wilson is a guy that makes a lot of sense because he is such a, he, he's just an athletic freak. Yeah. And, you know, and, and there's not the troubles or things like that to worry about Jalen Carter. Yeah. There's just no like almost no stress for Tyree Wilson. You know, it's just Miles Murphy's another name that comes up from Clemson. Sure, also, yeah. You know, so that's also an option, but is that too high for fifth? You know, that I mean, will either one of those guys be there at 20? Right. So that means maybe that brings up, you know, the question of a quarterback. And I'm thinking, looking at the draft, and I mean, I'm seeing, seeing a lot of receivers going in the later rounds. The receiver is not a you know position to that the Hawks really need, really, um, or even DB. So I think the interior or a quarterback is probably the best bet. But that being said, I'm almost talking myself out of, and I just said this before, I'm, I mean, I said this before, talking about I'm not predicting trades. I just don't see them holding on to this pick. It'd be interesting to see. And I think that, to your point, Nash, is like, 
it might be something that happens when they're on the clock or very short before. Yeah. I think to your point and everything you're saying, it's like, okay, who's available when we're about to be on the clock? Yeah. And do we want this person? Exactly. I mean, you think about the value of a, of a, I mean, these players, these defenders that we talk about, great defenders. But when you get picked at number five overall, you demand number five overall money. Yeah. That's not exactly like, I'm thinking very far ahead, you know, especially at the quarterback position, you know. But if you have so many, like, picks, and I'm not exactly sure what the Seahawks financials look like, but when you have two picks in the first round, two in the second round, and then one in the third round, these are starters. Yeah, know? yeah. So, I don't know. But not a bad situation. <laughs> it's a good problem to have. And it makes me, you know, I, I got to bring this up just really quick, is that if the Broncos didn't win their last game of the season, which meant nothing basically to anybody else, right? Seahawks would have had the third pick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. And then you're talking about Will Anderson, right? A stud. Yeah, and and so, uh, yeah, it's interesting to, to really look at this situation. I think that it, it's uh, ultimately in some way, shape, or form, I think you're looking at, obviously, defensive interior help maybe twice maybe in those twice. first five yeah, picks. I can see that. And let's hone in on those first five picks. Like you mentioned, the first, and the, two in the first, two in the second, and that third-round pick at number 83. Mm-hmm. I think that... Two defensive interior linemen, one interior offensive lineman, a running back, or it was your they need a running back. Kenneth Walker's fantastic. DJ Dallas, I love as a change of pace and um, pass catching back, but that is the only two running backs you have on the roster right now. Mm. And you need and they're gonna draft somebody like they did Kenny like in the second round last year. Right. Um and it's gonna be there's a few guys, you know, Zach Charbonnet from UCLA. I love Sean Tucker at Syracuse right. because of course I do. Yeah. And um you know, obviously, Bijan at Texas is fantastic, but I don't think they go that. Like, I think he's a first round guy, and I don't think they use that high of a pick on that. I don't know. I've seen a lot of. We talk about how you shouldn't look at the mock drafts. Well, I've looked at mock drafts. It's okay to look <laughs> at them, just don't you know bank on them. And I've seen a lot of a lot of drafts that had Bijan Bijan Robinson comparing him to Saquon Barkley. Okay, I won't mention the Giants anymore after this. <laughs> um, comparing him to Saquon Barkley as like this running back that you need to have. And he's getting picked in the 20-ish range, you know? So that puts the Hawks right there for that second pick. I I mean, can you imagine? It's a pretty powerful backfield. It's a powerful backfield, but you also need people to block for him, so which is why yeah. offensive line also makes more sense. Yeah, you know? I mean, your tackles are set. Tackles are the, set. The interior of that line got almost no push at Is times. there a guard that you love? I don't thing. know. I like I don't a. Know. You know, I. I mean, he's, high, he probably you know? goes higher. Yeah. But I love the kid Peter Skaronski in Northwestern as a guard. Right. So many people project him as a tackle, but I like him as a guard. Right. Um. You know, but I also think that you need a center. Yeah. And there's some guys uh, that you can probably get with that 37th pick at center that are day one starters. That second first. Well, the, 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 first, uh, the first and the first second round. The second yeah, round. yeah. 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 God, I mean, there's so many. Like that's okay, know? yeah. So you you honestly can almost reshape your whole entire team. And I don't think you can discount the idea that for years now, why they used their highest draft pick in 21, uh, which was a second rounder uh, D, on D because they and, and you know, D's got to really perform this year, right? right? But the the notion there is the Hawks really really want that third receiver option because there's DK, there's Tyler. And there's other guys that live look good at times. Like we obviously saw Marquise Goodwin play good last year. Right. Um. Th- they really ut- utilized the tight end position last year. Sure. I mean, Disley, Parkinson, and Noah Fant were all threats and all caught touchdowns. Noah Fant was. I mean, Noah Fant's a great tight end. Yeah. And Disley's been a great tight end for for the Hawks for a long time. I'm looking at at the draft order now. We talked about trades and what yeah. could happen. I'm looking at teams that could potentially move up into that that 
if they are starved for a quarterback mm-hmm. that the Hawks may or may not take. New England is on that list. Sure. Washington, the, the Commanders, Tennessee. They you mentioned uh, Malik Willis, you know, but and they drafted. He didn't him. look so good when he played. Although he's young, I'd give him some time. I I kind of think of I almost, and this may not be great. I think about the same things that a lot of analysis, a, a lot of people are saying about Anthony Richardson. The same things that they're saying about Malik Willis. Yeah. But the thing, the the biggest difference is one, Willis is not as large as Anthony Richardson is. First of all, yeah. and two, he didn't play at a school like Florida where you get SEC competition every single week. One, like, 14 weeks out of the year, but it's a comparison. So, Tennessee's also on the list. Also, I've seen, I mean, we talked about Atlanta and Desmond Ritter. You know, they're also on the list, too. Right. Because they, they kind of want to just retool a bit. Tampa also needs a quarterback, too. They're picking one pick above um, the Hawks and picking 19. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I... Uh, I <laughs> sounds. <laughs> I just don't see them holding on to the pick. I really don't. I, mean, I, I think you're onto something. Um. Because you, you, I'm torn on that. Because I, I really, I, because here's the difficult part about Pete Carroll and John Schneider. They're such good gamesmen mm-hmm. at what they do. Um, I, I'll go back and I, and I'll get to what I'm trying to, the actual point I'm trying to make in a second. But I want to give an example. I, you know, they do that annual pre-draft press conference. So they did it last week for this year's draft. And I remember the 2022 one. And somebody asked Pete Carroll about that year's class, and he said, you know, he can't talk about specific guys. But he said, you know, um, it re- it's a deep class. Um, he gave it a lot of compliments. He's like, then he, he's like, it reminds me of that class with Christian Ponder a few years ago. Mm. And that kind of like, rub- he was like, what? That wasn't a very good class. No. And so, and, and now in hindsight, what happened? All of those quarterbacks fell and dropped, right? Yeah. Except for Pickett. And so my point in, in telling that story is that they're gamesmen and – they know that with that number five pick, of course, there's that exponential value, that rare opportunity to get one of the top five prospects in the draft. But they also know that every other team is monitoring what they may do. And it's a mystery to anybody outside VMAC. It's, it's completely true. And so it's hard to take what they say literally. No, it, it's it's true. But, you know, these this duo also drafts very well. You know, where they got yeah, Russell them, in the third round. Well, Russell, Bobby Wagner, and Bruce Irvin all in one draft, you know. And then we had last year's draft, which was so good, too. So, I mean, I think about, and I said this on this podcast before, if you've been listening, if you've been a loyal listener, first of all, thank you. Uh, second of all, um, the Niners. You almost get to a point where you have to really build a team. The Hawks are at a point. I mean, we saw what happened in the playoffs last year. Where you have to almost try to combat your biggest rival. You play them twice a year. You saw, I mean, they really, they have Bryce, you know, Brock Purdy, but I mean, the Hawks got killed in the run and through the pass, you know, and I mean, defending that Christian McCaffrey run yeah. and everyone else who they have to run the ball, especially in the middle, you lean towards defenders and especially on the interior side. So. Yeah, and, and and imagine for a second, as fun as it is for us to debate this, and that's what's so fun about this, who are they going to take the quarterback at number five because they've got this rare opportunity and they've said that, and that's right. what I'm saying, like, they're saying it. Right. So does it actually mean it? Or are they just trying to throw people off Smoking the scent? Earth? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Because, but, and I was also saying this. One quarterback I do like in this draft, and he got hurt last year from the University of Tennessee, Hendon Hooker. Yeah, you know what? And he might be there like at, at number 37. He was in Heisman. He was in. He was on Heisman watch. Um, He beat Alabama, that great game, you know, and he, he hurt him. He got, I think, I believe it was an ACL. Right. And he dropped way down on drafts because you're coming off of injury. But, I mean, if you, if there's a person that you can get, if there's a quarterback that you like that you want to develop, 
you don't even have to take him in, in the first two rounds. Yeah, maybe. you can, you know. Or, I mean, Hooker will probably be there in, in, the, in the end of the first round. But I also mentioned that to mention Stetson Bennett also. Uh, yeah, a winner. A, right? a proven winner who, I mean, Pete likes guys who can run around. That's why I'm not really thinking about Will Levis so, so much, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, But these are these are options, you know. So, I, I and I like Stetson Bennett and like Hendon, Hendon Hooker, honestly. And I saw a mock draft that had Hendon Hooker going to the Rams. Sure. And late in the first round, which I mean, they need, they do need a quarterback, and they have the same sort of sort of idea, you know, older quarterback Matthew Stafford, you know, oh, way older than Geno Smith, yeah, first yeah. of all, but just kind of in getting ready for the future, almost, you know. So it's a, it's a thought, but I just it's all smoke and mirrors from VDAC right now. Totally. And, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and to your point, let's say okay, you you want to take a quarterback, you take somebody late. Let's say Stetson Bennett because he's probably like a fifth round guy, maybe. Sure. Right? Sure. Or or you you know. Imagine I mean, Russell was a third round guy. Yeah, sure. So, exactly. And imagine a team that already made the playoffs mm-hmm. that is in a lot of ways right there. Yeah. And you use five of the top 83 picks, or even if you want to be more specific, four of the top 52 on really short up that defense. I mean, you take a two defensive lineman, mm-hmm. you take a linebacker, you take another corner to go along with Tariq Wollen back there. And, you, and you're talking about a secondary with Tariq Wollen, a first or second round guy. Um, Jamal Adams, Quandre Diggs. You're talking about a linebacker Kobe unit. Bryant. Kobe Bryant, nickel yeah, guy. Yeah. And you're talking about Bobby Wagner being back. I know Bobby's, you know, at the end, but he's Bobby's still high. Back. He's so highly productive <laughs> yeah, still. Yeah, I mean, still. And the biggest issue with that defense last year was that interior. And you've got two guys, you know, let's say you take Jalen Carter and Miles Murphy at 5 and 20. Hey. Like, I know it's like, oh, we're doubling up in the same position. It's like, yeah, but holy, holy cow, you all need, of a sudden. But, you, but there are spaces for them. Though. And that's what's exciting. Yeah. It's fun. It's cool to talk about quarterbacks, and they may end up doing that. Right. But there's also like, hey, like, we can make this defense a strength and build what, I'm not saying Legion of Boom, but you've got stars. You've Le- got Legion elite Pro Bowl guys all over the place. 100%, and especially if you, I mean, if the Hawks can really fleece. And we've seen some trades happen in the past couple of days that are really, I would almost call them a fleece. We talked about the Aaron Rodgers trade. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm crying. It's um, okay. It's, it's, it's okay. But, you know, I mean, the fifth-round pick, if you really need a quarterback, I mean, let's just say, let's just say, guys, you can get a lot. We're talking about picks that we know we have, that the Hawks know that yeah. they have, you know. Double it, you know, like, I mean, <laughs> add a couple more, you know, so, because, I mean, if CJ Sprout, if CJ Stroud is still on, and this is what I would do if I was a Hawk, if CJ Stroud is still on the board at five, and a team wants to trade up and just almost leverage the whole draft for him, who's to say I'm not going to go for it? You right. Know? Imagine if you got somebody's. Because you know he's not going to play for two years. Right. Let's say somebody picking in like the, the mid teens. I'm just throwing, sure. you know, whoever out there. Right. Doesn't matter. Throw New anybody. New England in. or, yeah, or Washington. Okay. You know? One of those teams. Well, they're not sold on Mac Jones. Yeah. So. And one of those teams in the teens, and they say, hey, we're going to swap picks in this Minnesota first round. Even, yeah. Want, and we're going to yeah. give you our first rounder next year. And, you know. Tampa. Yeah. Tampa's a big mover. They need a quarterback. They're Let's picking see, Swap picks this year. Give us your first round next year and then like a mid-round pick. Yeah. And then next year, and then you've got two first-rounders this year and next year. Yeah. I mean. I've seen a lot of mock drafts that have the Raiders trading up. Too. Yeah, that makes you know? sense. I mean, they're at seven. Yeah, seven, I believe. I like. I love Jimmy G. I really do. He's. I think he always wins. I think he always wins, but. I mean, Who cares about for, the other stuff? He wins. Apparently, no one <laughs> likes him, I guess. Well, everybody's <laughs> like, oh, quarterback wins aren't a stat. I'm like, well, well he's the starting quarterback on a winning team. Yes. The most important position on a winning team. Like, it's not a stat, but it means something. It's like pitcher wins don't count. 
ball. They want 100 percent of it. Yeah, you know, they're the one touching the ball every single play. You know. Yeah. So that's why I, I think you know the Hawks did a great job by locking up Geno Smith for a couple of years. He definitely earned that contract, and he's he is a Hawks quarterback going forward. We talk a lot about quarterbacks in the draft. I I think anyone he because it's, and if they do end up drafting a quarterback, whether it's five or twenty or in the second round or in the third round, you know, Geno is gonna be over them. Yeah. Going forward. I mean, we're talking about like a Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers type situation, also an Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love type situation, <laughs> you know. So uh, it's it's um it's an embarrassment of riches for the Hawks. Right. It's a it's a great problem to have. Yeah. I don't even call it a problem. It's a great thing to work through. Sure. Great problem to solve if you want to put it that way. Yeah. I do think at some point they take a running back. Given that there's only two on the roster, given how much that team runs the ball. Yeah. And sure, you can sign somebody out there, of course, but I mean, if you've got a second-year Kenneth Walker and you've got another first-year, like, stud, and neither one of those guys has to – I mean, Kenneth is your starter, of course, uh, but neither one of those guys has to carry it, like, 40 times a game or something there like you that. Go. And, then, and then you end up – because running backs are now – I mean, we saw Ezekiel Elliott just kind of just, like, slowly start to decline yeah. in the past couple of years. And we see Tony Pollard. Okay, he's 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 on the up-and-up. Same kind of with, you know, a bunch of other running backs. Dalvin Cook is also – comes to mind also. If you can just, like, delay – because running backs kind of age like shoes. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you can kind of delay that by having a big, a great duo, you know, of running backs, that's, I mean, I don't, I don't dislike the BJ Robinson pickup. I, at you all. really, you turned me on to Honestly, that. because, I mean, we know how much Pete likes to run the football. Kenneth Walker had a great year last year, first of all. And also, that really, if you're running the ball so much more often, that sets you up for a great pass, uh, play action pass game. Lock it down the field. DK down the field. You know, fant to the corners, wide open. Exactly. So, I mean, if I had to guess, the Hawks would trade the fifth pick and maybe pick a running back or a defensive end. If there's either if either Carter falls that far because of the issues, you know, or Miles Murphy or the guy from Texas A&M. I mean, there's a lot of options there, but there's also a lot of picks there, too. You know, one thing that stood out to me, I was um, able to have a conversation with Lewis Riddick at ESPN last week. Um, and it really struck me because we're, we're sometimes, you know, being in local coverage like this, you get so in the bubble of the team you're covering. So it was, it was refreshing, and it kind of caught me surprised by surprise that he said, I, you know, the Hawks are his team to win the NFC West next year from a standpoint that, you know, Arizona's a mess is what he said. You know, the Rams, you know, they got some clear issues there they got to figure out. Sure. Um, you know, you've got San Francisco, but his point is, like, they don't even know who their starting quarterback is. You know, yeah. Is it Purdy? Is it Lance? You know all that stuff. Yeah, and I mean, um, and and they're obviously very good. And like he's not, not he's not saying they're not, but you know it's not like they're this you know slam dunk to do what they almost did last year. And and then you have the Seahawks on the rise yeah. that are only going to get better with all these draft picks. Yeah, that have a guy like Geno. And and at his point when I was asking him about do they take a quarterback, the same conversation we've had. He's like, you know, it's intriguing, but. I mean, Geno Smith isn't that old. He's he's pretty young guy. He's he played at least forty for all we know. Yeah, and he played really well. And if you, if you want to like have a window right now for a playoff team, you improve. You do the win now moves, and the win now moves. I think, and it's what he said, and I think we'd all agree would be help out on defense. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely help. I mean, winning now is. I mean, that's what the Hawks want to do. Because when you make the playoffs, you don't want to go back and just try to make the playoffs again. Yeah, you know. Um, I think the only way they go quarterback, because I'm so intrigued by the Anthony Richardson idea, because yeah. it's a guy that isn't, in my opinion, ready to start from day one. No. He might be a superstar in the league, right. but he needs some time. What intrigues me is if 
like you said, let's say CJ Stroud is there, who is considered maybe by money a more ready to go prospect. At least, but yeah. that does the Hawks don't need that right no, now. No. It, does it does it change the dynamic from a standpoint? Do you tick that person or the point that you've been making that may very well come true? To you because does that get you more trade value back? A guy like that being available at five. I mean, and you know, you draft CJ Stroud at five, you have to be prepared to pay CJ Stroud, <laughs> CJ Stroud money, you know. Um, I mean, you mentioned Geno Smith's age. I mean, yes, you have to realize he is 32. Yeah. But he also really hasn't really played football up until last year. That's a huge point. He was so, a backup for eight years. Yeah. Working hard, but not getting hit all the not time. Not getting hit all the time. I'm not saying your body doesn't age. Trust me, I'm 31. I know my body does <laughs> age. I have not been playing football for eight years. But I can tell you that he hasn't been getting hit. You know, often he he hasn't been. I mean, he played last year great last year, and he's. I mean, he's a fresher thirty-two year old I've ever seen. Sure, he could really. I mean, if he stays protected, he could play till he's forty. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, he hasn't really played. He played first couple of years in New York, and that was really about it up until last year. Good for him, you know. Good for him. We saw the Forty Niners um, take Trey Lance one year, mm-hmm. and then the next year in the seventh round take Brock Purdy. Mm. And as we saw with the 49ers, Lance went down, then Jimmy G went down, and then it was Purdy who won all those games to start his career. It, and he it, eventually went down, too. Yeah, well, yeah. that's just it, too. So it becomes a thing like, hey, you can never have too many quarterbacks, but the question becomes how, you know, when you've got your Pro Bowl starter in Geno, how much value do you put on a guy who's going to be, to be honest with you, probably a third stringer this year because Drew Locke's back, you know? And you have Drew Locke still. Yeah, there's no way the Hawks are taking a quarterback. I forgot about Drew Locke. Yeah, I'm sorry, Drew Locke. <laughs> Wait, and by the way, congratulations, Drew Locke. You just got married. Congratulations, Drew. Congratulations. Yeah, Drew. Yeah, no. And that, and honestly, this, as I think about this, it it almost doesn't make sense for the Hawks to take a quarterback. Yeah. I've, I've backtracked and front-tracked 17 times. <laughs> I, I'm still intrigued by the idea just because – of the potential smokescreen comments. Oh, it's a rare opportunity is what Pete keeps saying. Um, you know, they also kept saying like, you know, uh, we have no intention to trade Russell Wilson. I, I mean, re- honestly, it doesn't mean they're dishonest. It's just what they do. It's smoke screens. I remember the day he got traded and we were having the conversation the week before. And you're like, there's no way Russell gets traded. <laughs> I, I, def- I will admit I was blindsided by that. Everyone was blindsided by that. Because, and I, and I, it's funny, even at the time, I was like, oh, I wish they got a little bit more in the pick, but in the trade, yeah. because it's like franchise quarterbacks are so hard to come by. And I, I think everybody would agree the Hawks are doing just fine. And I think Russell will be better this year in Denver than he was last year. Man, I hope so. Different coach was, and all that, that stuff. Moderately embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Um, but, you know, it's just, I think we have to do a good job of doing your own analysis. And, mm. and it's so, and, and it's kudos to the, front office of the Hawks because they just keep everything so guarded. There aren't leaks. No. It, the fact that the Russell trade basically didn't leak till it happened. Yeah. And that shows you uh, that's a strong organization right there. Yeah. And and so anything so, people claim to know is probably not based on direct knowledge. It's based on conjecture, which could be true. You know, kind of like we're sitting right now, like you're coming to conclusion as we actually like verbally talk it out. Hey, yeah. they may trade this thing. Well, I don't think they're going to take a quarterback. And and the, I think these, those might be true. Even I'm, I'm still intrigued by one of the ideas, especially. But um, I think it's too tempting when you got a team that says ready, that has some glaring needs on defense. Right. That if you draft as well as you did last year, to shore up your defensive line and 
you know, your secondary other linebacker spot all in one draft and, and potentially for years to come. I mean, honestly, if, if the Hawks do such a good job. You mentioned that with the, with the smoke and mirrors, with this kind of like keep like the fortress of solitude in Renton, <laughs> in Renton yeah. right now. But, but you know, well, all these teams are going to be calling them if there is a quarterback, if there is a quarterback available. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Richardson, Levis, maybe? Maybe. Uh, Stroud. You know, who knows what the Carolina can do? Carolina can trade their first pick, and you never know if Bryce Young could end up in the... The Hawks slap, then then what do you do? Right. Well, then they field a bunch of phone calls, and maybe, honestly, they could end up with like three or four additional more picks that they could all use in defenders, and we have five new starters on defense yeah. next year. That could also happen. I don't put it past them. It makes perfect sense, honestly. It does, but I don't know. It's exciting. It's exciting, and this is why people read mock drafts for like six months. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've been I've been tapped into the the team. I won't mention. Uh, <laughs> For the third time that I said I wouldn't mention for the first time, um, into their mock draft and they pick him twenty five. <laughs> yeah, know? sure. So, um, but it's it's gonna be fun. The, the draft. This is gonna be a very fun draft. Even though, and I don't love the whole one day, one sure. one round and two. Then the next day, two rounds. I don't love that. I kind of wish we got it all. And done we got round two and three, and they made a crack in game six too. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> this is a great time. Most one time of the year. Like yeah, I said. space these things out a little bit. Okay, Najee yeah. Moya, you're on the clock. Okay. Well, that's kind of unfair because you don't know who else has been taken. I was going to say, who do you take if you're the Seahawks? Who do you most likely you envision happening? If there's a quarterback available, I'm trading that pick to the first person. Who's so now she goes with a trade. Yeah, because you have so many picks. You know, you have so many picks left. Gino is not an old guy at all. You know, but if there's a guy that you are in love with, I mean, but honestly, let's let's be real for a second. Pete Carroll is not a spring chicken. Mm-hmm. Seventy-one this year. And is he wanting to just hang around and develop a quarterback for like? three more years maybe maybe but also maybe not i don't know you know so i'm trading that pick and i'm taking a defender and and a defender or if b john robinson is in that 20 pick that's what i'm doing the the thing about me is i still think jalen carter is gonna be a really good pro player yeah i just think that there's been so many people saying it and talking about it that i almost think it's not true now yeah it just becomes like automatic i'll see Jalen carter because it's a a position of need it's a fit all sorts of stuff like that uh Pete and John see that. Right. Every other team in the NFL sees that. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean they won't take him. So I, I think that I think that their hope is a guy like Will Anderson's there. Um, That'd be stellar. You know, and, and, and I take him. And then maybe they, you know, what if they if they who is to say if a guy like Tyree Wilson? I'm not saying it is him. I'm saying it could be anybody. Mm-hmm. Who's to say the number one on their draft board is somebody that you and I and every other mock drafts talking about? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter what we think. Yeah, it and really so that, does not, and that's what be gets t- becomes difficult about it. And I think that, you know, I, I think you're onto something with a p- potential trade. I think that uh, you know we're gonna have to wait and see who's who's available. You know, at number four, for example, and yeah. then the Hawks are gonna be working the. F- I mean, they're gonna be working the phones all night. I think but. Houston's the key because they also have two picks in the first round. They pick at two, and they pick again, I believe, at twelve. Yeah. So. They don't have to take a quarterback there. They don't also don't have to take anyone there anyway. Yeah. Anywhere, you know, I mean, they could also trade their pick too. You know, so I mean, 
it's, I think the draft is going to come down to Houston in the second in that second pick. Arizona, like I said, is not taking a quarterback. They'll take a defender that could impact the Hawks more than any other team, honestly. Um, and I mean, people are going to be clamoring for that fifth pick, obviously, because yeah. the the quarterback class this year is so much better than last year. I think I agree with yeah. you, and I agree with you. Um, I'll be excited from the just standpoint if they if they get a quarterback to see who it is and who they want to develop under Geno for the next few yeah. years. But I honestly think of those first five picks between one and 83 mm. or five and 83, really right. You're going to take three defensive players. And then with the other two picks, you go running back either third receiver or interior lineman. I, Cause I, they really I, needed interior push last year. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see interior lineman. Definitely. I mean, the league is based upon two things on defense, getting to the quarterback and on offense, throwing the ball hundred yards down the field. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you do have to run the ball and you do have to protect other things, but I mean, that is, the game breakers is, yeah. is what you really think of. So what what are you doing on Thursday? Right today? Um, I'll be I'll be at VMAC. You'll be at VMAC. Yeah, and it's a really cool. I'm glad you asked that. Actually, it's a really cool experience. Um, all the local media were put in this room, which is literally adjacent to the Hawks' war room. Right. And oftentimes you'll hear them cheer and clap, and but they're not even on the clock, and you're wondering what's happened. Mm. And you often and I more think, smoke and mirrors. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's a lot of times like there's a guy in their draft board that like another team that's on the clock ahead of them could probably use at that position and then they don't go there and they're excited yeah. or, you know, sometimes there's a little bit of a delay. Maybe, you know, there's just a lot of cool things. Um, as soon as the night is done. So like when round one's over or round three's over on Friday, they come out Pete and John and they do a little press conference with us even before that. So when they, whoever they take number five, I'd say within 45 minutes of that selection, they're actually the Seahawks PR team, which is fantastic. Um, are calling that prospect, and we're doing, like, a phone interview with them. Oh, nice. Yeah, and so, I mean, in the TV world, that doesn't help us much, but sure. we can, you know, for fans at home that aren't privy to those conversations, we can send out live little updates of what they said. Right. And it's a really cool thing to be able to bring fans that, um, you know, and, and the next, at least in the case of Charles Cross last year, the next morning, Friday morning, they bring him to VMAC, and we yeah. got to meet Charles and his family, does a press conference, and hold up his new jersey, um, and who it'll be this year, who knows? Um, it could be a bunch of people. It could be a, it bunch, could of be a bunch of people. It may be two people. It could be. It could also be three people. It could be people. It could so be one people yeah. if, they, if they do the Najee plan of trading number five. Look, I've done a lot of fantasy drafts on Madden, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, my goodness. You know. But, hey, next time you go to VMAC, take a shot at the basket. To take a sh- Isn't there, like, a basketball goal? In the, press in the press conference room. room. And if, you, if anybody listening ever sees it, it's a little bit difficult because – um, I know Pete's the, got a shot. Pete's got a shot, but when you on the hoop in the auditorium where they do the press conferences specifically, right? And there's a lot of pressure on because, like, honest to goodness, DK will just like challenge somebody to take a shot. Nope, not doing it. And um, we saw him play basketball. At the oh, All-Star he's phenomenal! Game. Oh my god! Well, he's not like he's challenging one on one. He's like, hey, take a shot. Oh, okay. Um, I would challenge DK one on one. And what's unique about it? It's an auditorium, mm-hmm. so it slopes down towards the stage. And so I learned the first shot I took was an awful air ball. And I'm not like I'm saying I'm, I'm not saying I'm MJ, but I'm also not that bad. Right. And it became obvious you have to aim higher. Right. Because it's just a, a weird angle. Oh, because of the, the court's lower. Maybe, yeah. And because of the slope. Oh, okay. It's really weird. Interesting. Yeah, it's a weird thing. And so um, oftentimes I just grab a rebound. Sure. You know, yeah. but. Rebounds are important. Rebounds mm-hmm. are important. So uh, I I won't be in that room until Friday morning. Um but I'm looking forward to see. You know, we should ask whoever they take to take a shot. I mean, they have to. 
Yeah. They have to. I mean, it, I don't know. There's I'm, that's not exactly a tradition. No, I would say. I mean, I, but, do something. I mean, they didn't. Yeah, they something. didn't do their media combine this year. I was looking to run this. You're lucky. Oh, running the tucks. We need to. We need to do a couple combines, Nico. We run them tucks, catching passes. We saw. If you if, is it still on your your, your Twitter, yeah. Twitter header? Yeah, the great Nico laid out for a catch in a suit. We won't say way. if I caught it or not because everybody thinks I caught he it. He laid out for it, and whatever happened after that happened after that. You have to hit watch my head turf. on the turf. You know, but things happen. No, the effort is there. That's the most important thing. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Naji, Nico, it's good to do this again. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. We got a lot more to talk about going forward. Uh, we'll excited. do a recap after, right? I'm excited for the draft, man. Oh, this is like my bread and butter. As you can tell, if yeah. you're not bored to tears already, no, hopefully you're not. You're not. Hopefully. I don't think anybody is. Um, yeah. Listen, we're going to talk about this when it wraps up and go cracking. Go cracking. Take care, everybody.